Well, hello and welcome to Shoot Talk. I'm Thomas coming to you from the studios of the Rock and Lazy P, and I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today. My guest on Shoot Talk today is a part of professional rodeo's dynamic new direction with an eye for the drama of the sport and an artistic flair that tells stories with an unmistakable signature. I'm so happy to welcome to Shoot Talk today a professional rodeo photographer and a young woman selected as a national finals rodeo arena shooter in 2022 from Joliet, Montana, Haley Ray. Haley, how are you this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. I don't get to talk to other shooters on this show very often, so uh, I think I've only had one other on, Ty Stockton, that uh, we've gotten to talk with, so it's a pleasure to be able to talk a little shop with you today. Yeah, I'm excited. It's the year of Haley. You're the third Haley I've interviewed on Shoot Talk this year, and all spelled the same way, but you have the Ray, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) I think you and I share something in common. Uh, we're, We're both not only part of sort of a newer era of rodeo photography the game has definitely changed in the past few years and and that's a good thing but you and i both came into rodeo photography almost by accident when we were trying to do other things how did that work out for you yeah so um i kind of got into it in college i went to college on a full ride livestock judging scholarship and when i got there i was doing a lot of livestock photography um picking bulls for cattle sales stock shows county fairs everything of that nature and while i was there i kind of um, started taking pictures at our college rodeo practices i had a couple friends that invited me out and fell in love with it while i was there and kind of just did a complete career switch from there do you have any rodeo in your background i do not and i actually don't have any ag or livestock or anything um, it's just kind of something that I've been drawn to ever since I was a little kid and um, just kind of figured out how to make my way into this world, I guess. Yeah, I think it's cool. So you're the youngest person holding a PRCA photographer's card. Are you the youngest person to ever hold a PRCA photographer's card? I think there's one young, um, but I know I'm right there kind of in the mix of being the youngest. Yeah, I love it because there's a new youth movement in rodeo. We see it with contestants all over the place and the way rodeo has changed over time. I think it's pretty cool now. People like you who are bringing a a spirit of youth to to the photography game and uh, a spirit of youth to how rodeo is viewed. Uh, I don't know how much you've gone back into old photos, but today's photography looks so different today's rodeo photography looks so different than it it used to you can tell when you open up the new psn or whatever it is you see the photo and now you just know whose it is you can immediately uh, tell by that distinctive style Mm -hmm. and i just love that everyone just really does have their own style on their own flair to things and I think we're all trying to stick with the traditional this is what a rodeo picture should look like but then we're putting our own spin on it and our own creative take and viewing it from our own way while still kind of holding true to what that traditional look is yeah did you have anybody to help you learn rodeo photography it's such a niche thing to do and I I will tell you that man when I was trying to break in not only did people not want to help me, but people wanted to actively get in my way. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I was viewed as a threat. So uh, was there anybody to help you? Yeah. And kind of same thing. It was really heartbreaking and especially, you know, not 
having any family in the industry or anything like that. Uh, Rosanna's sales definitely was my biggest help kind of from day zero, took my hand and walked me through the whole process and has been there for me ever since. Yeah, Rosanna's great. She was a big help to me as well. And I've, I've gotten to work a couple shows with her, which is also pretty cool. But how did you, other than the help of Rosanna, like how did you go about figuring out what the little ins and outs of this weird thing where everybody has exacting moments that need to be captured in a specific way? Uh, how did you get to that point? Yeah, um, I guess there's just a lot of trial and error and kind of just figuring out as I went um, my college team was really helpful kind of in the beginning there I would go to practice and take pictures and then we'd sit down on the couch and go through my computer and they'd be like okay don't do that don't do that that's good though and kind of really talk me through everything and a lot of um, walking through videos too just pulling the video of their ride and just talking me through their ride and that really helped just to be able to really understand the sport yeah it's so interesting there are things that you know at the beginning you're like oh wow like i got this great action moment of this and that and a contestant or a stock contractor just looks at it and goes mm, yeah i see what you're going for there but let's yeah. not do that <laughs> It was almost defeating it at first because you feel like you've accomplished something, right? Yeah. Wow, look, look at this. It, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I'm glad for those people who had the courage to say, you know, we, we need to go a different direction with this. Yes, for sure. The worst is when you get some awesome picture and the guys are like, well, I fell off, so I don't want it. I'm like, oh, why? It's so yeah. good, though. Yep. Yep. That's a tough one. And, <laughs> and I get it. You know, people don't want to be reminded of a, oh, a, a zero guess. score, you know, something like that. But that or a great barrel run or a great breakaway run. And it's like, well, I, I don't like the look on my face. I don't like and it's just like, yes. oh, you know, you, you work so hard on this. But by the same token, we're there for them. Uh, you know, our job is not to promote ourselves. This is one of the, the just the coolest things for me. We talked about how we all approach our our roles as rodeo photographers differently. We all have our style. I view myself as an artist slash storyteller. Some people take themselves as a documentarian. We all have mm -hmm. different approaches. How do you see your role behind the camera as far as our responsibility to the contestants, the contractors, the sport, the history? Yeah, um, I definitely would. I'm kind of the same thing is that I'm always portraying rodeo in a positive light and I'm never putting anything out there that can be used against rodeo whether that's you know a calf getting jerked down or anything along those lines I want to make sure that every time that I step into the arena that my job is to promote the rodeo in the best way that I can that's another one of the harder things for me is because we're shooting at such a fraction of a second something can so easily be taken out of context it mm -hmm. especially in the timed events something can just look like it's going terribly wrong and i think what you pointed out really makes one of the biggest difference between someone with a camera at the rodeo and a rodeo shooter is knowing what to delete knowing what to get rid of and what not to put in front of people's yeah. eyes yes yeah so Good job on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was made very clear to me early on. 
say I just don't ever anything that I take to be used negative rodeo. Yeah, the sports given so much I don't want to take uh, anything away from it. So and you're already so you went from getting your pro card to the Thomas and Mac. <laughs> so you're following in Rosanna's footsteps because she went awful fast from, you know, from nowhere, essentially no card to shooting the NFR too. So walk me through, walk me yes. through sort of what got you from obscurity to the heights of professional rodeo shooting. That was Rosanna, like you said, she'd kind of done the same thing. And so she just kind of was mentoring me and um, the first year that see, I was on my permit and I was like, you know, I have the goal of like shooting the NFR in like 10, 15 years, but I don't really know why, like I have to wait that long. Like why I can't just, you know, do that now and work for that now. And, but I was like, I know that's crazy. And she's like, it's not crazy. She's like, I'm going to tell you one thing. She said, put your blinders on and go do your thing. And I said, okay. And so I worked through my permit year. And then the year after when I was on my card, I was like, okay, all I want is to shoot the NFR. Like, that's my whole goal. Like, that's the only thing I'm working for this year. And so I did the whole like, oh, I'm gonna put my blinders on. And I kind of like misinterpreted that because when I did that, I got so narrowly focused on NFR. And I think I kind of in my mind was like, I'm very much a goal oriented person. And if I work hard for that goal, I'm going to achieve it. And so I'm like, I'm just going to work hard and it's going to work out for me. And I just got so caught up on in that, that I missed the big picture of what I was doing. And so it came time to apply for the NFR. We all applied. I didn't get selected and just absolutely crushed me. And I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. Like, why is this not working out? And I really had to like embrace the fact that my story wasn't her story and that our stories were different and we were going to get there different ways. And I needed to let go of the, oh, I wanted to be there and I wanted to be there now. So I came into the new season and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to think about the NFR. I'm not even going to decide if I'm applying till the end. And I'm just going to go shoot and I'm just going to be me and what I'm going to do. And I kind of realized in that moment that the whole blinders that she was talking about wasn't the purpose of that wasn't to just see one thing. It was to block out everyone else around you and not worry about, Oh, she did that in a year and I didn't. And this person's over here accomplishing this and I'm not, it was just more to focus on what I was doing and my role in the whole thing and not the just getting caught up in the little things. So I really looked at the big picture. And at the beginning of last year, I didn't set any goals. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's dumb. You need to set goals. I'm like, well, I don't want to get so caught up in one thing. So I focused on two words. I focused on grit and I focused on consistency. And that was kind of my whole view for the whole year. And I still, all the way to the end, like did not decide if I was going to apply for the NFR. And I think a lot of it is that I was scared because I didn't want to fail again. And I kept saying like, oh, well, you know, I'm just I've had a good year and, you know, I don't need to worry about it. But I think subconsciously I was just scared of failing again. It was due Friday at five and I turned in mine at 450. 
I get it. I get that nervousness. You know, I applied in 2021 and obviously didn't make it because I've never worked there. But mm-hmm. I just remember going through and over the course of the year in Lightroom, I had tried to tag photos, you know, thinking, OK, at the end of the year, I'm going to have a shot for at least applying and going through all the photos I tagged. And then it's like, oh, there's a hundred here. Like, this is this is a lot. And now you have to cull down yeah. from all your favorites. And now now you're picking your favorite kids. You're picking who your favorite child is because you're yeah, yeah. sending them off. Uh, I actually ended up, instead of just arbitrarily or obsessively selecting all the photos myself, uh, <laughs> I asked a bunch of my friends who are state rodeo queens uh, I gave them a, a portfolio that mm-hmm. I'd sort of whittled down. But even at that, it was still probably 40 photos. And I was like, guys, like, I I need help. So I'm I'm going to let you help me pare this down. And it was really nice because that other set of eyes to be able to say, you know, I, this is a good shot, but the, the, this part is distracting for me. Or, you know, those sort of outside influences to look in. But you know, I get the nervousness because after going through all of that and after, you know, agonizing over what am I going to submit, uh, you know, my number didn't ring. So I get it. So since I haven't been there, tell me what it's like when you get that phone call and then what it's like to actually go do the thing. Yeah. Oh, man, that was crazy. And I kind of I submitted it and I was like, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't like want them to choose. Like most people get antsy about like when they meet for the selection or whatever. And I kind of just blocked it all out of my mind. I was like, okay, fine. I submitted it. I did it. And now I don't even want to know. I don't want them to think about it. So I was I just hit the last rodeo of the season and I was driving home and I get a phone call from Colorado Springs. And I thought they wanted a picture for a web pulling off the interstate. I'm like digging out of the back seat as I'm like answering the phone. I was like, hey guys, what do you need? I'm like, I'm pulling my computer out right now. And <laughs> the other end said, hey, Haley, this is Becky. I was just letting you know that we just met and you've been selected for one of the NFR photographers. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, do you want the job? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, we're not announcing. Oh, my gosh. I was like, can I call my mom? And she was like, nope. So that next hours, my head was spinning and I couldn't tell anybody. And That's absolutely amazing. That has to be just one of the best feelings to have them tell you that. I've, I've made the local... Uh, amateur rodeo yeah. association finals uh, several times over the past few years, and, and that feels really good when you get that phone call and and the people that you work around and the people that you work with say yes, that guy or, or that girl, we want them to be our storyteller. Uh, I can imagine that must have just absolutely been a, a rush. Did yes. you change up, or did you have to change up anything for shooting inside the? The Thomas and Mac. Do you do you usually shoot with strobes? I do not. I'm kind of to play with behind the scenes stuff the last couple of years because that was my goal to make the NFR. So now that I've kind of checked 
that, I guess I'm kind of starting to go more into the other side of it. And I'm going to kind of start playing with some, just kind of see how that works out. Yeah. Cause when we, we worked together at Snake River Stampede last year, nobody was yeah. using strobes, which is always kind of nice. If, if somebody's using strobes, it can throw anybody who's not using them off. Yes. So did they require you to use them there or did they prefer, or did you just crank the ISO and go? So if you're an in the arena photographer there, then they want you to have strobes, but then you don't have them if you're the behind the scenes. So I actually applied for behind the scenes only. Yeah, I just, I I get the value of strobes, but I like keeping things just as simple as I possibly can. And with the, you know, with the high ISO output that you can get out of, modern technology, uh, I think the results really aren't all that different. You probably get this all the time now. What are your settings that you use for uh, shooting rodeo? And it's like, it depends yeah, on where I am, day. what time of day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. uh, and that's why I encourage people, get to know your camera, get to know uh, your situation. If yeah. people want to know my settings on a on an individual photo, I, I actually leave my uh, metadata on all my EXIF data. It's on my smug mug. Uh, anybody yeah. can see, but that's that's not the, I don't want to use the term magic. Um, that's, that's not really yes. what the process is. It's just knowing how to use your gear and what yes. works best for you. And you and I sat next to each other in the same dirt. And for all I know, I didn't go and check your settings or anything. We might have been on completely different pages, but yeah, we ended up in the sure. same place. Yes. Yeah. And I don't necessarily love the look of the strobes. When I say that, I really don't like the look of it. I am with you there. Pretty much at all. And I, and I understand that there's a time and a place for them, but I think there's also a time and a place where you don't need them. And I think it really limits your creativity because there's kind of like one place that you can be when you're using them. You really can't move around. And I love to like find the light in the arena and figure out how to use the light that you have. That being said, I do have a couple of rodeos that are, you know, little tiny towns that don't have the budget to put the lights in and they get really dark. So I did buy a set and like this next rodeo that I'm going to here in about a month, I'll probably just use it for the team roping because there's not really not real, very well lit for where we're going to be at for team roping in that arena. But for the rest of the events, I'll probably just use the arena light. So I'm kind of using a more for those situations where I'm working for a committee and there is an event or two that is a little bit dark, but I definitely won't be using them for the whole entire uh, performance. You know who hates strobes the most? Timers. Yes. <laughs> Timers hate strobes and I get it. So, you know, whenever anybody asks me if I use strobes, I just tell them no, because I'm a team player. And I don't want to upset the timers. Yes. <laughs> that, that's not entirely true, but, uh, but they do. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't imagine, you know, sitting up there with your, with your thing and having a flash of light. And, you know, that's going to provoke a response, especially, you know, if they're directly across the arena from a strobe. Mm -hmm. There's no way to get that out of your periphery. There's no way to get that out of your vision. But... I'm with you. I just don't love the overall look that it provides. I don't like the super harsh shadows. Uh, I don't like yeah. the way it just sort of flattens everything out. Uh, yeah, just 
just not a fan overall. And uh, I'm shooting a relatively old camera body now. I mean, the Sony a7 III is from 2018. Uh, you know, I've done rodeos in the dark where I've had that thing at 8,000 and still gotten usable images. Uh, you know, not yeah. great, like you say, in some conditions, but, uh, you know, I, I think you and I proved at Snake River we can make it work. Yes, for sure. And I got to have one of the most fun things this last year at Snake River Stampede. Being my hometown rodeo, it is my favorite, and it's just such a an awesome rodeo to do. Uh, <laughs> one of the most fun things that happened, so the first day out was women's slack early Monday morning. It was barrels and breakaway. And I had asked my young friend, Haley Ray, uh, rodeo queen to come help me out with keeping day sheets. Uh, she was actually running for her first title. So gave her an opportunity to, to sort of be in the process, but also be somewhere where she could ask questions and, and get involved with the process. And I didn't have to keep my own day sheet, which was really nice. Thank you, Haley Ray. But before the show, as we were getting set up and I, they were raking or whatever, I was like, oh, funny thing. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time. There's a PRCA photographer <laughs> whose name is Haley Ray, and it's spelled the same way. And we just sort of <laughs> laughed about that. And I was like, we're going to be doing enough pro shows together. Uh, speaking of her and and myself, you know, who knows? We, we might end up meeting her at some course. So we're into whatever was first breakaway barrels. And I noticed that there's somebody on the other side of the arena <laughs> shooting and it wasn't somebody that i recognized from around here i don't know if you get this thing where you see somebody you don't know shooting in the arena and you're like oh did a media member get like mixed up in what they're supposed to do and that you know not to be yes. defensive or anything but it's just like oh i hope you know because i i just didn't know that they were gonna I have they're in the right place <laughs> right yeah it just you know after a couple minutes, I was like, oh, she knows what she's doing. So uh, this is clearly somebody that, wait a second. That is that is a young, <sighs> I wonder, and I went and I, I think I stalked your Instagram. Uh, and there was, a, there was a photo on your story from being there. And I was like, you are not going to believe this. So that was the day I got to introduce Haley Ray to Haley Ray. And it's still just one of my favorite, funniest that things that happened crazy. this last season. <laughs> That's a cool rodeo, though, isn't it? Yeah, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I hope you'll be back this year because uh, it's just getting bigger yep, and yep, better than ever. Awesome. I love yes. to hear that. All right. So it comes back around to the question that I ask every guest. And now it's your turn. You and I, you and I, I think, get to tell this story a little differently than most people do. We get to answer this question a little differently than most people do because we do it through imagery, but now's an opportunity to put it in words. Uh, what is something that you wish people knew about rodeo, whether it's a misconception uh, or just something that you wish people understood went into the sport? What's what's one thing that you wish people knew about rodeo? Um, I think since then, everybody, too, I don't think that people realize how strong our mental game is. So, you know, all the guys are talking about the mental game that they battle while they're out on the road. And I don't, it's hard to compare what we go through to what they go through 
I don't know what they go through, but it very much helps to just from the standpoint of how well, you know, it's hard for us to be on the road too. They talk about the highs and lows of being on the road. And I think that we go through the same. Yeah. It's really tricky. The The road part is really the, the most strenuous for me. I don't enjoy travel. I don't, I don't like that part. That's why I mostly shoot around here. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't enjoy the road in and I get to shoot enough good rodeos around here that it doesn't really matter. But you know, yeah. I also don't have to work out. Um, and I also don't have to be somewhere else tomorrow after I'm in Nampa tonight. Yeah. And you know, so, uh, that lets it set up, but, but yeah, that does put a, it does put a strain and, uh, you know, sometimes just being in a new place in a different place, you have to reestablish a, a mindset. So mm-hmm. there is something to the mental side of it. Yeah. And even just, I mean, just getting burned out. Like I got to the end of San Antonio at the end of February here and I'd shot 35 performances since December 1st, which is oh. a decent amount for <laughs> the end this time of year. And I was like, I am done. Like, I need to go home. I need to not be on the road. I need to not think about pictures. And I made myself take a month off. I was like, I'm not going to any rodeos in March just because I wasn't hungry for it anymore. I didn't have that fire. I was just kind of dragging from this one to the next. And I needed to get back and (laughs) do a little mental reset so I could be strong and ready to go for the summer. And those are high pressure rodeos too. Yes. Yeah. So good, good for you. Good for you. Uh, Haley, where can people follow you on the rodeo road and keep track of your work? So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Haley Ray photo. And my website is HaleyRayPhoto.com. And that's Haley Ray with an E the right way to do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you as a part of the professional rodeo photographers group. You're in with the cool kids now. So, uh, we get to have all the fun and I enjoy watching the approach that you bring to the sport. Uh, I, I enjoy your vision for rodeo. And I just, I like that I can tell when it's one of your photos. I flip a page and, or I click on a link and I was like, I, I know who took that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking time for shoot talk today. And yeah, just thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Friends, if you want to help make this show just the best that it can be, I wonder if you'd recommend it to your friends on social media. Maybe drop them a link to a show you like. You can leave a review with as many stars as you possibly can, and you can consider becoming a sponsor of the show as well. You can help promote rodeo by purchasing your prints or a copy of my book, Beyond the Tiara, Real Life Rodeo Queens, all at my website, tduncanphoto.com. And friends, I would have you remember this, if nothing else today. There are no surplus people on earth, and you are here, my friend, for a reason. You are important, loved, valued, and necessary. We weren't put on earth to ride alone, so if you do one thing, please let it be this. Take care of each other. I'm Thomas, and this is Shoot Talk. (laughs) 